because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. All right, all righty, everyone. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 32 of the Cinemania Live Show. <clears throat> Jesus, so much going on. Um, for this week, I am joined by my co-host of the show. We have Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Hi, hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Today, everyone, we have a very special edition of this show. We are going to be conducting a very special interview for a film, a really good film that Hannah and I both just recently watched. And it's for the film Swallow. I'm going to give a quick, quick um, bio for the movie. Um, Basically, the movie is about Hunter, a newly uh, pregnant housewife, finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects. As her husband and and his family tightens their control over her life, she must confront the dark secret behind her crazy new obsession. It stars Haley Bennett. And we have the director and writer of the film, Carlo Marabella Davis. Carlo, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm fine. How are you? Thank you both for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yes, it was very, uh, very, very nice to have you on the show today. Very excited to get into the movie. Um, getting very excited to get inside your mind here because I don't know what's going on. But, <laughs> but um, I watched the film today. I've been looking forward to watching this movie for a very, very long time. I was hearing rumblings about it uh, with some of the some of the critics that I know and whatnot uh, who were talking about it and the concept. Okay. When I was when I was reading about it, I was like, I I didn't know if this was going to be a horror. I didn't know if this was going to be some type of crazy thriller where like I don't know. But I you know what I didn't know what to expect. And I always like going into movies where I'm not expecting. Um, I, well, I don't know where I'm what I'm expecting, and I. And and after watching this movie, I was really, 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 really pleased from what I saw. Um, so what? how's everything? What's it been like as far as the um, everyone getting to see the movie and some of the feedback? Well, thank you for saying that. I'm so pleased that, uh, that the film resonated with you. Um, it, it's been incredible. I mean, I'm someone who has, for my entire life, been absolutely obsessed with motion pictures. I used to watch five films a day, but I had to cut it down to get some sleep and make some movies of my own. Uh, so to actually have a film um, of mine out there into the world and have people interacting with it in a, a personal and emotional way is just a, a dream come true. And I was extremely lucky to make the film with such an incredible group of, um, of artists, uh, such as the amazing Haley Bennett, uh, who I think really delivers a um, tour de force performance in the movie. And, and uh, I, I can't wait for people to see it. Yes, her performance was fantastic. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, okay, so let's get into we're gonna get into the um some of our questions about the movie, so more people can know more about it. Uh, Hannah, mm-hmm. why don't you go? All right, so I really resonated with the movie too. Uh, as a woman, it definitely it it raised a lot of good like questions, and really, I was surprised that uh, a man directed the movie uh, when I was like reading about it because it felt like very. I don't know. It just felt very like female centric to me, and really, I it just wouldn't in my mind didn't connect with me. I was like, oh my god, this seems so like personal. So, uh, 
what I want to know, because the film definitely deals with a lot with control. What I, my mm. biggest question was that, why did you choose eating like the unusual objects as a source of where she finds control in her life? Well, I'm so pleased to hear you say uh, all of that. Um, thank you uh, for, for, for the wonderful question and, and response to the film. Um, the movie is a personal film for me because it, it comes from my family. Uh, the story is inspired by my grandmother, who was a homemaker in the 1950s in an unhappy marriage who developed various rituals of control. Uh, she was an obsessive hand washer who would go through four bars of soap a day and 12 bottles oh, of wow. rubbing alcohol a week. Yeah, and I think she was looking for order um, in a life she felt powerless in. Um, and my grandfather, at the behest of the doctors, put her into a mental institution where they gave her electroshock therapy, insulin shock therapy, and a non-consensual lobotomy, um, which they botched, and she lost her sense of taste and smell. And, you know, I, I always thought there was something punitive about it, that she was being punished in a way for not living up to society's expectations of what they felt a wife or a mother should be and for being different. And so I, so I wanted to make a film about that. Um, but hand-washing is not very cinematic, you know, um, or maybe it will become more cinematic uh, the way things are going. But uh, I remember seeing um, a photograph of all the contents of someone's stomach, uh, of a patient who had pica. Um, and they had surgically removed these objects and they were fanned out on a table like an archaeological dig. And yes, I was mesmerized. I love, that. I love that scene, by the way. That's a scene oh. when that happens. Love it, by the way. There's oh, multiple shots of like yeah. all like the con uh, contents of like what she's eaten. And it's very chilling every single yeah. time that you show everything that she's had in her body. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I... Yeah, I was, I, uh, the, that, the moment of the, those objects being placed on the table, and we tried to do this in the film, there's something um, ceremonial about it, and it almost felt like a holy communion to me. So I wanted to know what drew the patient to those artifacts, and, and so that's how the, the project began. But um, I, to answer your full question, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of different messages that one could interpret the, the compulsion with. You could say it was... Um, it's a quiet rebellion against the patriarchal paradigm that she finds herself in. You could say that she's trying to reclaim control over her body because she begins to realize this uh, controlling wealthy family she's in is, is sort of using her as a vessel and she's sort of an augment to the husband's life. Or you could say it's um, uh, bubbling up from this nefarious secret in her past that she uh, has repressed and and um, eventually will need to confront. Um, but I like the idea that, that it's a bit of a, a puzzle, a bit of a prismatic question that the audience can ruminate about after seeing the movie. Right. Uh, you also mentioned uh, you also mentioned that, uh, you know, you don't know if hand washing is cinematic. And that's actually something that I wanted to bring up because a lot of shots in this movie 
are stuff that we all do in our everyday lives. And I'm like, oh my God, that's beautiful. That's gorgeous. That looks great. That looks great. To a point where like the husband's peeling like, you know, the Invisalign off his teeth. And you and like there's like there's no there's no like score behind it or anything. There's just like it. Uh, it made the movie feel very very gritty in a in a way. Whereas like uh, it feels it felt like you're a part of their lives. And I guess that's part of one of the reasons why um, I felt it was such a such such a like personal movie um, to watch because I was like sitting just like oof like I don't know what's going on. But it's uh, I can't can I I can't like you know take my eyes off of it. So one of my questions mm. were. Uh, was that what was those scenes like how was it on set um filming scenes like that where she has to swallow um something because the the first big one that she does you know i i won't say that's something common but i won't but i'll say that it looks like the most easiest thing out of what she did the like dangerous. you know <laughs> right you know so after that the stakes are kind of there you know it kind of ups the ante uh to the point where there's a montage and then by the end you see See all the stuff that's that's that she did um you know um intake and i'm just like wow what what happened there so talk about some of the uh talk about some of the scenes how it was uh filming those like those like initial uh swallow scenes with Haley bennett on set sure um well i'm i'm so pleased to hear you say that you could you couldn't tear your eyes away because uh, i think a lot you know a lot of that has to do with the um extraordinary cinematography by caitlin arismendi who's a real visual genius and who mm. um you know painted each frame um like a renaissance painter just with really evocative powerful compositions and um and camera direction um so you know kate and i um, storyboarded every shot of the movie and we created this massive archive of like thousands of images from movies that we were fascinated with uh, to draw upon and during that process we we really wanted to have a rigid vernacular of, of the camera direction a strict set of rules um, that we would break at key emotional junctures so if you'll see in the beginning of the film there's a lot of uh, master shots uh, with lockdown frame where Hunter's sort of dominated by the space. And then when she starts to have her moments of, of being mesmerized by the objects, um, Kate will suddenly cut in to a uh, close-up with shallow depth of field or use a little bit of handheld. And I, I think that, that feeling of uh, the camera direction being a little unpredictable and, and contradicting its own uh, language um, hopefully will keep keep everything uh, riveting as you experience those changes through Hunter's journey. Um, but the individual objects themselves, and I wanted each object to be a kind of um, emotional memory, if you will. Uh, each object to have an emotional flavor. So if you listen to the sound design, you mm -hmm. can hear in the marble scene distant beach noises, birds wheeling overhead and uh, somebody laughing. I wanted it to feel nostalgic in a way, like a call back to an early childhood moment of happiness that she'd uh, forgotten about. Um, and there's something prismatic about the marble, so it reflects light um, and, and, and has a kind of mystical talisman quality. But also, you know, Haley Bennett uh, has this micro control over her facial features. And she uh, is an actor who everything she does, every choice she makes is, is done with, 
with incredible integrity um, and heart and, 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 and insight. So um, the story of the emotions of what's happening within Hunter dances a, across uh, Haley's features and in her eyes uh, through those sequences. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a challenge because she has to spend a lot of time interacting with objects. You know, most actors um, are acting opposite another actor in a scene. There's a lot of dialogue. Um, and so we're so fortunate to have such an incredible performer as Haley Bennett who, who can tell that visual emotional story um, with just uh, uh, her facial expressions um, and, and, and her uh, authenticity. Um, but the shooting of the scenes themselves were, we just approached them in the same way that we, I approached it. A any scene I would with an actor. And in a way, we, we thought of the objects as characters. So I think that um, it, was a, it, it was like any other scene, uh, like a dialogue scene with another actor, except the, um, the actors were, uh, were inanimate. Mm -hmm. Right. So what... I actually, when you're talking about how, uh, you know, there was in the sound design when we're, t we're speaking of the marble, uh, I actually remember hearing a lot of those, uh, a lot of those sounds. Cause I, I did watch it under headphones. Um, yeah. and I remember hearing a lot of those, a lot of those sounds where like the, uh, the needle came in play, the big poster, um, the needles on the poster, that's the big object. That's kind of when everything's kind of gets into full gear as far as just like this condition, this condition. Um, I, I'm, and I'm also, I also I also uh, appreciated the way uh, you kind of explain um, you know this kind of this kind of rare form of uh, of like condition because I'd, I've never heard anything like it so when I read about it I was like that's in, that's insane you know uh, yeah so I also really enjoyed that let's get into um, another question from Hannah Hannah what you got yeah uh, you touched on the thumbtack scene and like how the camera uh camera work like shifted and how it was very unpredictable that's one of the first things i noticed and that scene is going to stay with me for a while uh i loved how the camera work switched to uh handheld when she walked back to go uh eat the thumbtack and how like you could hear like whispers in the back of it too mm -hmm. and the whole mm -hmm. time i was like trying to like make out what the whispers could be the uh the sound design is great. I throughout yes, the whole entire yes. movie, like every time that she ate something, I felt like I was eating it too. Uh, like it yes. really, really got got to me. Uh, and uh, the other question I had is that so this film has a very particular tone. Uh, it's something only that I could like kind of uh, relate to something like Killing of a Sacred Deer, like Yorgos Lanthimos films. Uh, it gave me that sort of uh, feel. So I wanted to ask you, like, what was it like finding this certain tone? Because I feel like it could go, like, either way very quickly where it could seem silly or just too serious and, like, mm. too kind of, like, uh, niche. Uh, so talk about that if you can. Yeah, well, I'm so pleased to hear you feel that way about the movie and the sound. Um our sound editor, uh, Michael Kirihara, um, has an incredible devotion to Foley's. And, um, and when we worked together, I also got obsessed with Foley's. And for those of your audience that don't know what they are, um, Foley's are handmade sound effects that are, are created specifically for the movie that aren't found on a sound effects library. So um, he, he made uh, an incredible number of, uh, of Foley's. Um, there's a scene uh, where um, uh, salt is being sprinkled on a, a lamb chop. Yes, and, yes. you know, they, they literally like we had like a belt, you know, where we were sprinkling little stones on the belt, this Foley house that did the did the Foley's for us. 
So I wanted every interaction in the movie to have a texture to it, to have a heightened reality, as if we were seeing it through Hunter's eyes, uh, that everything would, have, would be tactile. Um, and so in those moments when Hunter um, enters into her phantasmagoric space, uh, that increases even more. Um, and you can hear like uh, all kinds of whispering during the, um, the thumbtack scene because the thumbtack is kind of like a siren sort of calling to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to have to remind me of the second part of your question. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. The film has such a like particular tone to it. Uh, oh, the tone. And, yeah. Got it. Okay, yes. So, um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. So in terms of the tone of Swallow, um, I kind of wanted a tiramisu, if you will, of genres. There's psychological horror, there's body horror, there's uh, domestic drama, there's dark comedy. And I'm very intrigued uh, by the intermingling of those uh, different tones, different dra- uh, genres, and the sparks that can fly when, when that's done. Well, and you're right that uh, Yargos Lanthimos, I think, really pioneers that um, that kind of uh, cross-genre tone, and I love his movies from um, uh, The Lobster to Dogtooth. Uh, so um, in the uh, construction of the movie, um, I remember an early conversation that I had um, with Joe Wright, our executive producer, and he said, this movie will benefit from a light touch. And that always mm-hmm. stuck with me. Um, and I thought, yeah, a little bit of dark humor could help the medicine go down. And it actually makes the movie more relatable in a way. The film is a little bit more stylized, both in terms of the design um, and also, um, uh, you know, in terms of the camera direction, with laced with a little bit of dark humor at moments, I think makes it more palatable. Uh, and, and you can get a little bit of distance, but also you get pulled into the story more. I think if the film had been um, very... Uh, harsh and cold, it would have been hard to connect to the heart of the film. And I believe this is a very heartfelt movie, and, a, and it's a movie that people go and see, and they get frightened, and they laugh, and they cry. And I like movies that have kind of an emotional roller coaster to them. So that's, that was the, um, the idea, um, to sort of um, create a, a varied psychological and emotional experience. Right. So I, uh, yeah, as far as the uh, whole crying part, I, uh, yeah, there's a part towards the end where she's kind of, she's kind of coming to terms with something that's been bothering her. So I, I do. With, I got without, up during that scene. Yeah. Without giving <laughs> out any, without giving out any spoilers, I do think that it, the, some of the, one of the main part that this movie is about how has to do with a lot of like relationships as far as like your family, how you grew up and whatnot. And, you know, you can kind of tell that cause we all do it as far as like, you know, whether there's something at home uh, that hits too close to home, we kind of like, kind of like shoo it off and kind of say, I'm fine. Everything's good. You know, but then, but then, but then there is a part where you want to come to terms with like, your past and did some type of traumatic event that happened to you and that's something that i really enjoyed that that's something also that I, when i started the movie i was not expecting it to go that route but i actually enjoyed that it went that route uh once again Haley bennett was just phenomenal in this movie so um yeah i wanted to get your lastly before we uh before we um before we uh, get you off the air i wanted to lastly ask you about what is the 
what are some of the main kind of uh, uh, things that you want the audiences to watch this movie to take away? Well, I'm so pleased to hear that. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I think Swallow is a movie that's about um, a woman who um, is being told by everyone around her that the situation she's in is where she belongs, that she should be mm. happy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's telling her who she is, and she begins to realize that they are controlling every aspect of her existence and and progressively marginalizing her and using her. And she um, begins to rebel from that in these quiet ritualistic ways that, like a pebble tossed down a mountainside, begins an, an avalanche. Um, and even though her compulsion is dangerous, it allows her... Uh, to uh, break through. It becomes a a catalyst for her to discover her true self, what she really wants and who she really is. And um, I think it's a movie that's about um, fighting back against uh, oppressive and controlling situations and being true to yourself and um, going down a journey that can be uh, frightening, but ultimately leads to uh, to a place of of truth and um, and self love. And I think um, I hope it's a movie that makes people feel seen. There's a, so much suffering that goes on in our society that that doesn't get acknowledged. And I think we're uh, in a time right now, unfortunately, where there's this kind of return to this old guard patriarchy that the Trump administration and other people are kind of pushing. And luckily, there's a lot of amazing new voices fighting back against that. But I think, um, I hope this is a movie that that is part of those voices who are sort of, uh, sort of fighting back against that, um, that system. Um, and I hope it's a film that people that, that people uh, have an emotional and cathartic uh, reaction to. Um, and yeah, so I, I hope people get a, a chance to, uh, to come out and see it. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining us for uh, this special interview regarding the movie. Once again, I really, 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 really enjoyed the movie. And I'm so glad that we had you on today to kind of, you know, elaborate on some of the uh, some of the uh, questions that people might might have had. And also just to, to discuss about the movie and just, you know, um, and, and whatnot. So uh, why don't you let everyone know um, how they can watch the film and whatnot. And we'll get off from there. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's a really fascinating discussion, and I just am so appreciative of, of, of both of your passion and for the for the film. If you're interested in seeing the movie, it's currently playing um, in select theaters. Um, mm-hmm. You can go onto our website, swallowmovie.com, uh, to find a theater near you, and it is also available on VODs. You can watch it online on uh, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere where you can get uh, VOD. And if you like the film, uh, indie films rely heavily on word of mouth and social yes. media. Uh, so please, you know, spread the word and let people know about it. So um, thank you very much. And I, and I hope people uh, get a chance to see the, see the film. Thank you once again, um, Carla. I really do appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Carla Moralba Davis for from the movie Swallow. Once again, you can catch it in select theaters and video on demand. Uh, I highly recommend the movie, everyone. It's a very, very good flick. Very good poster, too. I kind of want that poster as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, everyone, thank you guys for joining us. That is episode 32 of You Cinemania Live Show. My name is Dwayne. 
That was Carlo, and that was Hannah. We guys will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.